Welcome to Point Crawl. I'm your host, Connor Seitz-Bowen. Point Crawl approaches conversations like role-playing games approach adventures, a series of landmarks to explore and find meaning in. Today's Point Crawl starts at the field of field recordings. Point of interest, listening notes. Point of interest, overtaken by a train on a bike. Point of interest, hidden highways. I took a recording earlier this week that I'm calling Overtaken by a Train on a Bike. It was a beautiful day. I was riding with my partner on the Great Allegheny Passage trails uh, between the south side and the waterfront, which is on the Monongahela River on the southern side of the river. And as we were biking, we were overtaken by a train, and I pulled out my cell phone and I recorded the sound of this train passing us. We were headed southbound, upriver, uh, on the Monongahela, on our bicycles, going about seven miles an hour. And the train was going faster than us, maybe 20 miles an hour. My friend Andrew Kaiser has been doing a podcast called Zenglop, which I've been listening to for a number of years now, uh, pretty much since he started making it. He presented a couple of field recordings the last few weeks, and I I felt greatly inspired by them. One specifically, he walked through the city and spoke about what he was seeing, the sounds that he was hearing, but also spoke extemporaneously about the theory of all of those sounds and the meaning of what it is to take a recording through space and to have this intersection between the recording device, which has some agency behind it. You were the person who turned the recording device on, and you're the person who's taking it through space, and how you and the recording device interact with that space is not random. You know, It may feel random, but it is part of the art because you're choosing to turn that device on there. He talked about a number of other things, but that was the piece that I took was, was I should go make some field recordings, and I should really try to capture some of the sounds that I experience in my everyday life. I bike these trails a lot, so... I get passed by trains a lot, and I thought it would be good to record the sounds. So, the recording's about seven minutes long. It took a long time for this train to pass us. The train was maybe 200 cars. Most of them were normal freight cars. And then there was a long series in the middle that were empty flat cars or empty well cars. And then towards the back of the train, there were some double-stacked container cars. So, as you listen to the recording... Some of the things to to listen for are changes in sound. Uh, You're going to hear this big wall of sound that's made up of vibrations, groans, click-clacks, droning noises, bangs, squeaks, individual kind of whispers or susurrations that metal on metal at speed tends to make. You're going to hear the Doppler effect as things pass. You're going to hear different tones to the same sound, which is really about how heavy or how loaded each of these cars is. It really makes a difference in how they sound. You'll hear this wall of noise, but as you hear it, what I want to happen is I would like you to to start to pick out individual sounds and start to follow them. It's a seven-minute long recording, so maybe just about every minute or so, focus on one sound, and then once you think you have gotten through to that sound and are hearing it consistently, start to focus on another sound. 
maybe you start with the, the sort of click-clack sounds that some wheels make when they're a little bit flat, and then maybe you go to hearing the susurrations, and then maybe you go to hearing the occasional uh, pretty random banging noises of different bits of metal that get disturbed on the different cars as they go through, to which there's no pattern. Look for patterns, look for things that aren't patterns. Uh, it's a very long train and there's a lot to listen to. So with those listening notes and this little bit of a, a preface here, I invite you to listen to the seven minute long recording of this train overtaking a bicycle. Uh, you'll also hear a little bit of me. Uh, at some point I go, eh, and at some point I go, achoo. You'll hear a little bit of me manipulating my cell phone. I was trying to bite and make this recording at the same time, and so you'll hear a little bit of changes in the wind noise. That was me adjusting where the phone was. You might hear a little bit of scuffing as I accidentally hit the microphone against things. You will occasionally hear a little bit of my bicycle itself. You'll hear the train moving, and you'll also hear the wheels, and you might hear a little bit of the squeaks and groans that the bike makes as it moves around through space. Those are very quiet. They're some of the quietest noises on the recording. You also will hear a little bit of nature sounds. Uh, it's pretty cool when you hear those through all of the noise. Anyway, I'll let you get to the recording. Uh, enjoy. Uh, there will be a little bit of, a little bit more talk at the end. Overtaken by a train on a bike.
Hidden Highways There used to be more than a hundred Class I railroads in the United States, but that was a hundred years ago, and over the decades and decades, the number's been reduced to seven. Two of those, Norfolk Southern and CSX, go through Pittsburgh and go through the Monongahela Valley. There's a third one, Canadian National, uh, which actually has a lot of trackage in the United States, though it is the Canadian National Railway. It's up in the Allegheny Valley, pretty far away from where I took the field recording. The side of the river that I took that recording on, the southern side of the river, has a CSX line running down by the river, and then 837, which is also East Carson Street, and it becomes 8th Avenue when you're at Homestead, and then Above that, maybe about 40 feet up the hillside, the Norfolk Southern Line. Then you have these shale hillsides. The river is curved right there, with the southern side of the river being on the outside of the curve. The way that the geology in this place works is that the Allegheny Plateau was a plateau. It was carved out by water, most of which arrived via glacier as the glaciers came south. Uh, as the temperatures warmed, the glaciers receded. When people say that in movies, you kind of think of the whole glacier pulling back as if a hand from the Arctic was pulling itself back north to the pole. But they don't recede like that, they just melt. Year after year, that melt edge gets further and further north because there's not enough cold weather to sustain the continued glacier. And the rivers drain the whole thing down and down and down out into the Gulf of Mexico. As the river curves, the outside of the curve experiences faster water, angrier water, as I once heard it called in relation to flood control sewer systems. Angrier water, which cuts the cliffside a little bit deeper. Uh, on the inside of the curve, you uh, get a floodplain, you get a, a nice flat spot. You can look at the city of Pittsburgh and see the way that we've built out. There's street grids in the parts that are floodplain, and there are narrow, dangerous highways between other street grids in the places that are steep cliff. And in those places that are so hemmed in, the rail line takes up a significant amount of space. There's maybe 400 feet between the river and the first real shale cliff, and 
the rail line takes up 300 feet of that in terms of right-of-way. These are hidden highways. They don't have on-ramps and off-ramps nearly as often as car-based highways do, but they do take up space in the city. It's sometimes hard to see them. The edges of the property often have trees growing on them or bushes or vines. You don't always notice that they're there, but when you start to notice that they're there, they crisscross the entire town. They seem to have the widest spaces given to them in some of the narrowest choke points in the city. They're infrastructure that's not just serving the local place. They are careful, expensive miles that are part of long chains of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles of track that connect the East Coast to the Midwest and connect the Midwest out to the West Coast and, and bring the entire country together, uh, at least in terms of the movement of goods, not in terms of passenger rail. So there are these hidden highways throughout the city, and they make quite a lot of noise. Uh, they're maybe not so hidden after all. This has been Point Call Podcast. Have a good day. note about the music you're hearing. The music is a track called Xana Don't by Mystery Mammal. It's a Creative Commons licensed track, attribution only, and I found it at freemusicarchive.org.